Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So first of all, I want to give you guys an update on my friend Louisa. She had surgery on Friday, after all, uh, to repair her broken ankle. Um, as many of you who've been paying attention to this podcast may know, um, Louisa broke her ankle uh, falling down a hill at Bandera a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah, it was pretty awful. And But mercifully, she, she did get to have her surgery last week. Uh, at this time, her doctor didn't think she'd be able to, um, but they did go through with it on Friday and um, took her a couple hours, I think. And she's got three screws put in her ankle, and uh, she's got a few months of rehab ahead of her. And I jokingly say she's got a bionic ankle. <laughs> uh, and also, we are still raising money for her expenses. So I'm going to put the GoFundMe link in the show notes uh, in case you want to kick in a couple of bucks. Um, listen, anything helps. So anyway, so let's get around to talking about me because it is all about me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm still debating on whether or not I'm going to run that 50K at Rocky Raccoon next weekend. I swear I vacillate between gutting it out or dropping to the half marathon just to play it safe. And I, I know I'm going to make, you know, keep batting it back and forth um, <laughs> probably every few hours, you know, up until game day. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and this all kind of reminds me of the adage about what do you call an impatient runner? Answer, injured. Yeah. I'm not to the point where I'm incapacitated, but I certainly don't want to gut it out only to be super injured for months later. My right hip has been a little achy, and last week after running that 5K, that sounds so hilarious, um, it kind of hurt a little to bear weight on that side, but then it subsided during the week. And so I think maybe it was just running on pavement that, you know, and I was, you know, I mean, for me, again, I was running pretty hard on pavement. And, uh, you know, when you get a, <clears throat> to be a little older, it's, you know, not quite so fun to run on pavement after, you know, you've been around for a while. So, yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But um, I did run... Uh, a few miles like on Tuesday or something like that and then you know it didn't feel too bad and then Wednesday I teach um, well Wednesday and Thursday I teach classes at the gym the cycling classes so sometimes I just count that toward my mileage um, which I know it's different it's cross training but whatever um, and then on Friday I went over to the natatorium and did some pool running and uh, did that for about an hour and I felt really good afterward and pool running is hard, okay? If you do it right, I mean, it's really pretty challenging. Um, I did, used it a few years ago when I had plantar fasciitis. And um, so all you do is you just wear an aqua jogger belt and you go into the water where you can't touch the bottom. And you high knee underwater while pumping your arms, okay? And if you do it right, you're going to be winded pretty quickly. Or maybe that's just me. Um, it is kind of boring, but luckily there is an aqua Zumba class going on on the other side of the natatorium. So the music was nice distraction and when I got out of the water my legs felt shaky so yeah you know I, I I may be doing some more of that I mean you have to kind of get over the I look like a dork factor but um I don't think anyone really cares and uh it's nice because whenever I've gone over to the natatorium here um there's hardly anybody there so it's 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 nice when I used to um do that at my former university uh, they had a, a really nice indoor pool um, it's like you'd have to share lanes with people and, you know, you'd kind of be 
knocking into people and whatnot. So, yeah, so this is a pretty good deal. Um, so anyway, that was that. And then Friday afternoon, da, 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 I got my Texas State Parks Pass in the mail. Yay. So for $70, you get free entry into any of our wonderful state parks for a year. And since many of my races I do are at state parks, it's a worthwhile investment. And uh, so on Saturday, I was supposed to run with my group at McAllister, but then I decided, hmm, let's break in that pass. So I drove out to Government Canyon, this state park about 35 minutes away. And this place is really beautiful. Um, it's kind of funny because most of the state parks that I've been to have this really elaborate entrance and whatnot. And this one's just kind of like in a suburb. <laughs> but I mean, once you, you know, get past the suburb part, you know, you're in this really beautiful park with lots of challenging hills and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, so I just, I went out there and um, thought I'd give it a shot. I haven't been out there. Well, I, I did run the backcountry um last fall and did not really enjoy that very much but that's because i don't really like running on rocks um trying to get better at that um so anyway yeah and, and the other cool thing about this place is uh there's actual dinosaur tracks that aren't too far from the trail entrance and so you can kind of make it into a fun experience it's good for adults and kids and um nonetheless i played it safe on saturday and just kind of stuck to the flattish front country trails because I, and actually, I've never explored these before, but they were deemed easy to moderate, so I thought I'd give it a shot. And they were pretty runnable, save for a couple of minorly rocky sections or short climbs. And it looked like it was going to rain and my hip was starting to ache, so I called it a day at five miles. Wah, wah, wah. Sunday, I decided I would go for a longer run and shoot for the scheduled 16 miles from Saturday. And the weather was warm and pleasant, and so I headed over to McAllister because you can get in pretty decent mileage in a mildly challenging sort of rocky times, uh, or at times, um, course. And as I was filling up my water bottles, this woman and I exchanged greetings, and she asked me, are you the podcast lady? <laughs> I laughed and said, yeah, I am. And she recognized me because I post links to this podcast on the uh, San Antonio Roadrunners Off-Road uh, Facebook group. And her name is Melanie. And she said she listens to it all the time and enjoys the tips and that I'm funny. Oh, thank you so much, Melanie. And I told her she made my day, which she did. And uh, anyway, and, yeah, I'm just like so excited whenever I find out that people that, I, that aren't necessarily my friends listen to this thing. So um Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, just as a little side note, um, if you do like this podcast and you're listening to it through uh, Apple Podcast, please, please give it a little review and click five stars if you think it's worth it. Um, it doesn't cost you anything. And uh, I, I really trying to build this thing up somewhat. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it would be really nice if you could do that. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> getting back to Melanie, uh, she had just finished getting in her 16 miles. And uh, so, yeah, her, her uh, enthusiasm kind of made me feel gung-ho and emboldened to get her done. So, and everything started off fine, but by mile four, my hip was starting to feel wonky and it wasn't debilitating. So I pressed on. And as I was heading down a section called Caliche Hill, this rocky steep descent, I ran into a man and woman that I'd seen already a couple of times that day. I asked how much they were running because it seemed like they'd been out there all day. And the guy said he was shooting for 32 miles, was, but he was probably going to settle for 23. And then he explained that he has a 50-miler in a couple of weeks. And I asked where? Huntsville. 
<laughs> oh, hey, that's the race I'm shooting for, except for the 50K. And then I explained that I might have to drop to the half or just gut out the 50K, and they made empathetic sounds and faces. Um, I mean, I got 14 hours to finish, and I really, really don't want to be out there that long, and that would just be, ugh, yeah, no. So I, I, I have to really do some soul searching on this, and I kind of have to see how the running goes this week before I, you know, decide. Um, nonetheless, we parted ways, and I continued on, and at this point, I was lowballing it and just shooting for 10, and then I started up a section called Mud Creek Loop. I made about a half mile in, and then I turned around. My phone's battery was dying, and I just really wasn't keen on running without music or a podcast, so... I headed back to the start, and in the end, I got in about seven and a half miles, and it wasn't what I was shooting for, but it was better than nothing. And afterward, I cut my grass and tacked on another mile and a half for the day. I use a real mower. This is a little diversion here. And I love using this real mower. I mean, part of it's just because I have this fear of gasoline and oil-powered anything. Um, so this was old school, and it was cheap. And I don't have to keep filling it up with gas. And uh, it's a nice little workout. And the other benefit I've discovered from this thing is that your grass really starts looking better. Um, it's like it's better for your grass. Because my, my yard, when I first bought the house, um, it was horrible. I mean, granted, it was August. But, oh, my God, it was just brown and disgusting and looked like it was full of weeds. And I'm telling you what, after about a year and a half of using the real lawnmower on there, my grass is green, it's long and lush. I swear to God, it was just beautiful. It looked like a, you know, like you see those farm combines or whatever. <laughs> That's what the little reel looked like yesterday as it was chopping through the grass. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Anyway, sorry, that thought I'd give you a little homeownership yard tip because God knows I am not very, I used to not be a big fan of yard work, but now I really am getting into it because I, I, I don't know, I'm taking pride in my place. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm going to have to, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm not sure what I'm going to do about Rocky until next week. And the pragmatist to me says, play it safe. But then the adventurous part says, go for it. Plus, it'll make for a better story. Ugh, I'm not going to kill myself for a story. And here's something else. My friend Stephen Monty finished the 108K over the weekend at Running the Rose over in Tyler. And this is the guy who drags a 22-pound tire for as many miles as he can at the Brazos Bend 100. And it might be a 26-pound tire. I can't remember now, but I'm lowballing it. <clears throat> he still hasn't gotten his hundo with the tire, but he shoots for it every year. And I really admire that about him. And he posted some stuff on social media yesterday that I'm going to leave you with. Uh, he was talking about his 108K. Don't ask me to do the math on miles because I don't know. So why run... This is his... This is him writing. <clears throat> why run the 100K like I did? I'm back to my routine. I'm zeroed in on working just enough to get back and learn music. He's a musician. Uh, the 108K took me 19 hours and 20 minutes, 6 a.m. Saturday to 1.20 a.m. Sunday. Before noon, I was already thinking of my dogs and my bass guitar. And I wanted to return to what was routine and normal for me. The deeper I got into the race, the more I felt comfortable with stopping, mainly because most people would know that I was undertrained and just gave it a shot. However, I knew finishing was possible, and then I had this crazy epiphany in loop five, running the whole loop alone. 
It was dark and getting cooler. And I was again thinking, 55 miles at the end of this loop, that's good enough. And then I realized that I was only looking at the situation within a 24-hour time frame. The sooner I quit, I could rest and return to what I love, although I love racing just as much. Boy, do I, I can, side note, I can relate to this so much. And then my mind shifted to a whole life perspective. And I asked myself, how does a DNF did not finish fit into this picture when finishing really is possible? All of a sudden, the seven or so more hours of struggling paled in comparison to what it would add mentally to my life picture. Finishing would remind me that sometimes it's stacked against you, but you can fight. And completing something hard trains you to tackle harder obstacles, just as quitting trains you to quit more in the future. And now that I have a physical representation, that beautiful belt buckle, to hang and remind me of this lesson, and I have epic dreams, it will require epic effort. Crazy stuff like this just fuels the fire. And more likely, or more than likely, when faced with crazy dreams, I'm going to tell myself, go for it. It's all possible. And that's what I do. That is why I do stupid stuff like this. It crushes the norm. It makes me believe in anything. I had another thought during the same loop that what if we had an unlimited distance that we could accomplish in dreams if we only put in an effort? It just makes me want to chase it all down. And I want to look back and say that I went as far as I possibly could go. So do I, Monty. So do I. That's all I got for now. I'll see you next time.